sun is hot, it decimates the ground around Metra. But there's hard work to do in the farms, and somebody has to do it. Riding away with the dome in the background can be haunting, but you'll be welcome back, won't you? Welcome to Metra. The patrol officers at the city wall knew Buck fairly well, so they didn't even consider searching his duffel bag. They already knew what sort of things he was carrying with him, and they knew he had the license to carry them. He made trips into the plains a couple of times a week, which made him one of the most frequent travelers through the gate. GH wasn't as prevalent in the city as it was maybe ten years ago, at least not in the corporate districts, so Buck had been traveling a bit more for work. Turns out, when trouble is close to home, the people in charge would do just enough to keep themselves safe. The officers patted the side of their AI cab with a quick flash of his hunter credentials signaling for them to roll through the checkpoint without further inspection. The last thing some peg standing at the wall wanted was trouble with ghouls, so the hunters basically had free reign as long as they didn't do anything too crazy. They almost had to completely snap before they ran into trouble with metrodistic patrol. Buck told Zara the story of a guy he worked with that had completely snapped. He stopped seeing the difference between regular old people and people with the hunger. Mowed down an entire little plains town with some illegal tech he'd juiced to the max. They hadn't had a hunter snap in a long time, though. It was strange zipping through the plains at such high speeds. There wasn't nearly the kind of room needed for the AI cabs to reach top speed inside Metra. It was the biggest city in the country and the cabs were nearly as back-to-back as the people most days. At least while the sun was out. Nighttime, especially the late night, could be eerily dead. Zara wasn't used to the speed, the focus barreling in one direction, not to mention the clarity of the skies once they broke out of Metra's last fog radius. The skies went from deep pinks and oranges slowly into a bright baby blue like something she'd only seen in old movies. A powdery expanse marbled with distant vapors, a celestial ombre delicately painted above their journey. The AI cabs always played these procedurally generated beats and tones that were designed to increase tranquility in the general public. It wasn't so bad. They'd been using this shit in stores forever, but it got to be pretty grating when you were in the cab for longer than the average five-minute trip. Thankfully, Buck had a signal jammer that could play something a little less computer-generated. He blocked the prod fi and asked, You like metal? Uh, sure, Zara replied. She didn't listen to heavy music very often, but anything was better than math resolving into some beeps that were algorithmically designed to make her zone out. Something about the intensity of the guitar made her excited. She was dreading seeing Buck's brutality in action, but now she started thinking it might be therapeutic. Maybe he was right, and this trip could convince her that he was doing exactly what was needed. Maybe he was actually justified in his sense of right. There were a few small towns on the way where they were headed. The cab was moving so quickly on the track that Zara really couldn't make anything out. She'd heard tons of stories about the Plains towns, mostly on the feeds, but it was pretty uncommon for someone to venture outside the city if they didn't have to. In her field, it would take a pretty remarkable story for anyone to care about outsiders, so so there weren't many journalists that spent time in the Plains. There were already local feeds for most of these towns if anyone was that curious. They stopped after about an hour right in front of a driveway made of gravel leading to an old farm that looked like it had been plucked right out of a picture book. The house alone had to have been big enough to fit nearly ten standard units. And that wasn't even speaking for the barns. They stepped out of the car, and Zara felt like she was stretching her legs for the first time in as long as she could remember. The guy who called was ready for them and came walking down from the front porch to meet them. 
An old tin screen door slapped the frame behind him. He was an older man, mostly bald on top, with one hell of a comb over. Usually you'd see older guys fight the balding with hair culture implants, but Zara figured you probably weren't as worried about something like that out here. Her optical sensors took their time adjusting, and when he reached out to shake her hand, she realized the entire thing was tech. Pretty advanced, too. Lost it in a corn thresher, he replied, noticing Zara's intrigue. People don't spring for much tech out here, not the implant kind anyway, but the corpse loves slapping on replacement limbs so they can keep us mobile. Name's Hector. Pleasure, I'm sure. Uh, Zara, I'm just here to... Zara started to reply, but Buck cut her off. You're here to stay quiet and pay attention, Buck said with a bit of a stern tone. Sorry about that. Sometimes the prospects they send me don't really know their place. Zara had thought he was maybe just being rude and territorial at first, but she caught on quick. Last thing a guy like Buck needed while he was out on the job was people thinking he was some kind of stupid letting a journalist tag along. And the people out here were probably way less likely to recognize her from the feeds. She figured she would invest in a new look if this was going to happen again. Where's the job, Buck asked in his no-nonsense tone. Back around to the left in the second barn, the red one. You'll smell the dead pigs in the fenced-off area next to it, Hector answered. I popped one of them with the old shotgun, but I got the rest trapped in there. I, I couldn't do it. It's my family, so thank you for doing this for me. There was a pain behind his eyes, but something else, too. Acceptance, maybe? Zara could see herself hidden behind that face, wearing life as a mask. Buck nodded and walked off toward the barn as Hector went back inside the house. The grass on the way hadn't been mowed in a while, and it made Zara wonder just how long these ghouls had been trapped in the barn. The whole farm reeked of the desperation that had haunted her home for the last month. As they walked up to the barn, she could hear the strained moans of a ghoul's screech. It definitely wasn't at full strength. The sound was far too strained, lacking that spine-chilling bravado. She put her palm against the outside wall of the barn. The wood was threading, grayed, and worn. Before Buck could open the barn door, the muffled sound of a shotgun rang out from the house. Happens more often than you think, Buck said, sounding unaffected. Another poor bastard. Buck fiddled with the hinge on the barn door, then put his ear up against the wall to see what he could hear. Normally, if the client offs themselves, you can have the option of just dropping the ghouls and calling in the quarantine squad, or you can try and scoop them up and sell them to the underground fighting pits. Big money in that, like where your fiancé ended up. They told you the quarantine squad is handling it, but they sent in a special crew to get the real fighters. Then hunters like me end up scoring double the payday. This is the first time Buck had tipped his hand enough to show what he knew Zara was following. <clears throat> this was the first time Buck had tipped his hand enough to show that he knew Zara was following clues based on seeing her fiance in the pits. I mean, of course he did. He was just sitting in her living room waiting for her. He probably knew all there was to know, which meant he knew the location of the pits. He knew where Taylor was. High-profile hunter like Buck? He might have even been the one to sell her off. Zara couldn't let her mind go down that path. She'd end up letting her anger get in the way of finding out more. She just had to take the morsels of information in stride. Find out just exactly how many people were involved. Revenge wasn't going to happen quickly. At least not the way she wanted to do it. When she got to the source of it all, she was going to make as many people as she could pay for what had happened. Zara was uneasy. She could tell there was at least a handful of ghouls just on the other side of this rotten wood door, and it made her skin crawl. It didn't seem to bother Buck in the slightest. Why would it? This was probably an easy day for him. Of course it was. 
He wouldn't have brought her along to something where she'd end up getting in the way. We're just going to finish these ones fast, Buck said. Simple farm folk, been rotten for at least a while. I bet they can't even swing their arms. Do you want to pop one? Uh, no, Zara was quick to reply. I, I don't think I could. I, I don't want to hesitate. Buck shrugged and said, fair enough. He pulled an automatic rifle and a smoke grenade out of the dark green duffel bag he'd brought with him. He flipped the latch and tossed the smoke grenade in the door to blind the ghouls to his presence. The barn fogged up like a morbid dance floor and Buck slid into the murk swift and slithery. He raised the gun and fired in a semicircle. There were a string of wet meat sounds of the bullets finding their target, followed by strained and faded screeching, followed by the unmistakable sound of bodies slumping to the ground. It all happened in the fractions between seconds. Zara watched the quick flashes in the smoke from outside the barn door and waited for the smoke to start settling before she walked inside. She saw the familiar haunting gaze of the ghouls peering upward from the dirt floor of the barn. Bony lumps, the final dead branches of a concluded family tree. She bent down to close the eyes of the youngest girl, Shirley Hector's daughter. She couldn't have been more than a teenager. Buck was scanning the corpses to confirm his kills. He pulled a red marker from his breast pocket and started to etch his four new tallies on one of the few areas that hadn't been used up yet on his jacket. Zara was watching him struggle to get the red ink out for the third tally when she felt a hand on her shoulder. She spun around and in one motion pulled the little black shock stick she'd stolen from the riot drone out of her pocket and pressed it right into the sternum of what she now realized was another ghoul. The hooks latched under the remaining skin in its chest and the body contorted so hard she could hear the muscles pop off the bone like firecrackers. The two glossy obsidian eyes gazed into her soul before bursting all over her face. She let go of the button on the baton and the ghoul fell onto her as she stepped back and let it slump to the barn's dirt floor. Holy shit, newsgirl, that was brutal, Buck said. He shook his red pen and got it to finally make the last two tallies. Zara reached up and wiped whatever juice had just splattered out of the ghoul off of her face. She was in shock and couldn't seem to get any words out. Don't worry about it. If you didn't pull that out, you were probably a goner. You survived. Doesn't matter what ethics or code you're using, these things aren't following your lead. She looked at the body on the barn floor and saw that it was a young man, probably in his early 20s, with mid-length brown hair. He didn't have any tech, which was pretty alien to her. His shirt featured some old band she hadn't heard of before, but the old band thing was something that was trending hard back in Metro a few years ago. Trends probably traveled at a different speed out here. She wondered if the hunters got more if the ghouls were trendy or if there was a market for the pretty ones. She didn't want to think too long on that one. Zara stood up, walked out the barn door, and threw up for about five minutes. By the time she was done, it was just dry heaves and stomach bile. Buck had pinged someone on his audio implant, and she overheard him giving somebody the address of the farm. He walked out of the barn, and Zara managed to quietly struggle out the question. And who was that? Vultures, Buck replied. He never lost his nerve. He was never thrown off by a question. Things were just what they were, and he knew what they were, and he was fine with that. If a hunter robs a suicide job and people find out it's a huge hit to your rep, don't ask me why. I personally couldn't give a shit, but smart hunters just call the vultures and get paid for the tip. Someone's going to rob this place eventually. Might as well skim a little piece off the top for me. There were so many layers of ethical grime caked onto the dirty business of hunting ghouls. So many people were making money off the dead and dying. 
and no one was paying attention.